Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Baggies Broadcast. It's a special episode today. My name is Luke Hatfield. I'm joined, as ever, uh, by a man who's still waiting for his Nando's. He's still waiting. He's been too busy. He's been working his little socks off. Mr. Joe Massey. <laughs> Hello, mate. You all right? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. I'm pretty surprised you're on a podcast. We did say mate. we weren't going to do one until a new manager was in. I've missed your pal. What can I say? If you sort of teased me with this Nando's, you've offered it up on a plate a couple of times. You've said this date, you've said that date, and then you keep whisking it away from me at the last moment. So I thought, the only way I'm going to get my Luke Hatfield time is on a podcast. <laughs> uh, admittedly, we are having trouble organising a date between me, you, and Fantasy Premier League winner, Mr Josh Kettle. He, he's, in for, he's, he's offered a couple of dates that he could maybe do. Then I've gone to you and you're like, oh, I can't do that. And then I've gone back to him and I'm very much the middleman. I'm struggling. It feels like you're very much available at every opportunity, whereas like me and Josh have got more going on in our lives. We are more difficult to pin down, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, like, when, 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 when I'm planning my life, food comes first. <laughs> That's true. So, I mean, I just plan things around trips for food. But yeah, that you, is true, you yeah. guys, you guys, I think you have higher priorities, and you plan food around that. That's that is true. Yeah, that is true. Um, but the three of us will one day get together. Um, I'm not sure there are three people at Albion anymore. <laughs> are, are there three people in the Hawthorns nowadays? <laughs> nice segue. Nice segue. I like it. Um, yes, there are three people um, <laughs> at the Hawthorns still. Um, yeah, it's been an absolute whirlwind. Um, I think it's um, maybe was was it last Tuesday? Uh, the news of David Wagner break, and then obviously that quickly disappeared, and everything else has come with it. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of late nights. It's been an awful lot of phone calls, uh, trying to get to the bottom of what's going on um, or what has gone on. Hopefully this podcast will shed a little bit of light on it because I've said before many a time some 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 things just aren't really sort of print worthy, newspaper print worthy, story worthy. Mm. There, that we, it's not it's not really a news article sort of conjecture or um, or just just maybe just a bit more meat on the bones really um, that we can add add to what's gone on over the last last week or so. But hopefully hopefully this podcast will go some way to um, answering a few questions. You never know. Yeah, hopefully it will. I figure the best way to maybe tackle this is chronologically. What do you think? I'm up for that, mate. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you to sort of sort of lead me very much so because I think to be honest, I'm so frazzled and so much has happened and I'm so, it's been so all over the place. I think that is a very good plan. All right, what I'll do is I'll be the ringleader and you can do all the the acrobatics, like- uh, so to speak. Let's start at the very. I say the very beginning. I think everyone expected Chris Wilder to be the man to take over from Big Sam. Big Sam announced he was leading the season, uh, was wrapped up. Albion were, of course, relegated. They were without a manager. And everyone kind of expected it to be Chris Wilder. The bookies did. He was one hent on at one point. And it seemed like a match made in Championship heaven. But obviously that's not the case for, for Grouch Online. No, that is correct. So, yeah, I mean, forgive me if I jump in. If you need to rein me in, then rein me in because it's going to be easy to go off on a tangent um, on the manager search. But, yeah, from what we understand, um, that Chris Wilder, um, I would say understandably, 
um, was very much the number one target um, of former sporting and technical director Luke Dowling. Hmm. Um, from what I gather, it was pretty much a short list of one. Um, obviously, there were other names on it. Obviously, that 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 they need that they knew they had to look in other areas, but. I mean, I think you could basically say Chris Wilder's name, was name was at one, two, three, and four. Um, yeah. Luke Dowling was so adamant that um, he was the man to take Albion forward. I have to say, I agree with him um, at this moment in time. Like, I mean, uh, he he is the outstanding candidate on paper for me. One bad season in twenty years. We've gone over it multiple times, but I can understand why why Luke Dowling would have felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we understand is that that decision was vetoed um, by Gouch and Lai, um, uh, based on, based on basically the way that um, Wilder sort of conducted himself while he was um, Sheffield United manager. From what we understand, sort of in Chinese Chinese business etiquette, seniority and hierarchy is very highly valued. And mm. what what Lai didn't like, um, wasn't impressed by, was the way. Um, Wilder conducted himself at Sheffield United and then sort of the public rows he had um, with the owner there. Um, I have to say, um, I kind of sympathise with, with, with Lai on that, really. Um, I can see where he's coming from. I, I do think there is a logic to... to look, for me, I, I would have appointed Chris Wilder as boss. Um, he, would have been, he would have been my manager. But I, I think it's... Re- look, we can criticise Lai for a whole host of things, I think, and... Uh, but I think, I think, even if you don't agree with that decision, which personally I don't, um, I think you can see his logic there. I think there is a mm. reason to it. Um, and at the end of the day, he he is the controlling shareholder. He is the controlling owner. So he's got every right to 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 do as he sees fit. And 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 he blocked that move. Um, and yeah, we understand from what we understand. We said it before, Chris Wilder was very open to the job, um, wanted to come, um, but now obviously he's he's not going to be next Albion manager. Mm. Wilder is always known, I think, amongst many as someone who's very straight talking. Joe, do you think that's the thing that's really got him in hot water here? Because many other managers, they won't be so blunt with their descriptions of ownerships of players of of whoever is this what's really got him in 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 lies bad books so to speak but i suppose the other question is i mean in terms of football knowledge albion's board will have obviously come together and they'll have made this decision luke dowling heading that and we'll get on to luke dowling does i know lie being owner and it's his job it's ultimately his call but being such an absentee owner over the past two years or so, does it leave a sour taste that he's vetoing a move for a club which, let's be honest, he wants rid of and isn't really invested in in terms of emotionally and actually wanting it? I think it doesn't leave a sour taste. That's a good question. I think it, I think it does um, leave a, t- a sour taste because I think... Albion, as we sit here today, are in disarray. There's no other way to say it. Yeah, that they're in. They are. That they're not in trouble, but they are potentially in trouble. Mm. Um, that's the truth of it, and and we'll get onto that um, a little bit later on. Um, obviously, the decision to to 
Vito Wilder has, has led to the departure of Luke Dowling, which causes its own problems, which we'll get onto as well. But at the end of the day, let's not pretend that Gauchin Lai has ever been anything other than what he is. That our understanding is he bought the club to flip it. He mm. bought it because they've been in the Premier League for eight years. They were in, they seemed an established Premier League side. And our understanding is that he bought that club on the basis that three, four years later, he would be able to sell it for a lot more money. Um, obviously, that hasn't been able to happen. Relegation and, and, and has seen the value decrease. But he's not in this for Albion. He's not in this, really, for... He's in this to make money for himself. Mm. Uh, and this is the one interesting thing with with sort of the anger um, towards lies. It's my understanding, and it's, ob- and it's correct, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work it out, that believe it or not, everyone's interests still are making West Brom successful. Yeah. It, it's massively beneficial for Lai for Albion to get back to the Premier League if he's going to sell this club. So... It does leave a slightly sour taste, but he's in that position. It's his call. And if those are his values, if that's what he truly believes, and and you can understand, I said it just a minute ago, if I was an owner, I wouldn't want my name dragged through the press. I, and, and what I would say is, Lyre said from the moment he bought the club that it was going to be run self-sufficiently. Albion mm. are not going to, he's not going to invest any money. He said that from the off. So... I can see a really a really similar pattern here in terms of Albion should have a budget next season to to be fiercely competitive. They should have a budget to get up. But when they get up, they're not going to really have the funds to stay there, really. No. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. So even Slavin Bilic got very vocal towards sort of the regime towards the end of his tenure. I can see Chris... But everyone's singing and dancing when... Um, when they're in the championship and winning every week. But I can see that I, I could see a situation where Chris Wilder got Albion up and everyone's happy for a year and then six, seven, eight, nine games into the season, suddenly Chris Wilder's not happy because he thinks he should be given more funds. I could mm. see that happening. Yeah. Um and Lie doesn't want doesn't want to take that risk, I guess, that he will then turn to the press and so like we said just a few minutes ago, I don't agree with the decision. I, I think Chris Wilder would have had Albion fiercely competitive in the prim, in the championship next season. Um, but Lyre's got his reasons. They are legitimate reasons. They are. There's a logic to them. Um, and I think we just have to accept it now because and move on because Chris Wilder's not coming. Mm. That was a question I was. you kind of beat me to. Is that bridge burned to the ground now? Because following and we'll discuss what happens with other managers and potential targets now all of a sudden you're looking around and are there that many exciting names capable of of, of doing the job at Albion and Chris Wilder's still not in a job but is that bridge burnt to the ground is Lai not going to budge from that position I think that, no he's not going to I mean how what would he uh, he would look weak now if he if he budged to be mm. honest um, and I think there's no doubt about it. The um, the, the biggest sort of champion um, Wilder had was Luke Dowling. Yeah. And, he, and he's no longer at the club. So I think, yeah, that, that uh, Wilder's not going to be the next manager. And of course it wouldn't make sense for him because he'd 
always know that the owner doesn't want him there, I guess. Or well, at least didn't want him there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would, it, it would be a... That'd be a car crash waiting to happen, surely. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be a personal thing rather than a professional thing, wouldn't it? I mean, I'm sure Gouch and I can see that Chris Wilder's got a very good CV. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not going to happen. So I, I don't think we need to worry about it any more than that. Yeah. The next man, of course, and you, you touched on him earlier, David Wagner. There was news, reports, that he was the man to take over and it was met with almost universal disagreement from a lot of Albion fans a lot of people weren't happy with his name being linked with the club um, but then as quickly as those reports came suggesting that he was in advanced talks with the club there was suddenly news that he was he was nowhere he was never going to take it he was he was he was looking to stay close to time yeah, so I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting, like, the benefit of hindsight. Um, David, so what we understand from then is uh, Wilder's been vetoed. Luke yeah. Dowling's in a position where um, he now has to carry on the manager search and um, find the next best candidate. What, from what I understand about Luke Dowling, it's only an understanding, this, this isn't from talking to him, it's that he's very, very big on experience. He's, he's not. He's he, he doesn't like um, taking too many risks in terms of the manager appointment. That's why we. That's why he appointed Sam Allardyce last season. That's why I, we understand that um, a, an approach was made to Roy Hodgson this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he's not. He's not. He's not really a risk taker um, when it comes to appointing managers. So I think for him. The criteria was basically: Have you had success in the championship? Ideally, have you had a promotion from the championship? Mm. Um, that led obviously led to um, a, a, length, a sort of a lengthy interview process. I did a story saying it was on the Sunday, I think, um, that the interview process had closed. It was actually people were sort of waiting for an announcement, and they actually found out there was actually interviews over the, that weekend. Mm. Um, so they sort of they interviewed they interviewed a number of people a lot of people I don't know who they interviewed um, I'm not going to pretend I do, um, but from what we understand is from that point, um, David Wagner topped the bill um, based on what he's achieved before based on the fact he has got a promotion on his CV based on the fact that um, he did keep Huddersfield up in his first season there you have to say that there was there was a massive public outcry. Mm. Um, there were fan- very, very few fans I saw on social media, which is normally, I know loud vocal minorities, but this was very much a majority, did not want to see him at the club. Um, very much so, very much so, um, the majority didn't want to see him. I think, in the benefit, I think now, as we sit here now, uh, if David Wagner was announced as manager, I don't think there would be that backlash, you know? No, I don't. Um, I really, really don't, but... There was, there was, there was, there was anger. There's no doubt about it. There was, there, there, he didn't have many supporters at all, um, and yeah, it and it was from that backlash that it was essentially leaked that Albion's board or didn't want basically he wasn't their first choice. Yeah, that Chris Wilder was their first choice. Um, Obviously, I've seen one questions come in saying, "Can you? So how do you know that?" Like, obviously, I'm not gonna. You don't reveal your sources. Um, 
so they obviously won't go into any more detail on that but it became abundantly clear that um wilder had been the number one target and fagner was the backup option mm. um i think in hindsight when you look at when you look at the managers out there um now it doesn't look i think that you can actually see lou dowling's logic what we yeah. understand is we understand from what i understand frank lampard doesn't want it um whether that will change, I don't know. Um, the longer the summer goes on, the, the the more Premier League jobs get taken if he doesn't get one of them. I honestly don't know, but he doesn't he doesn't want it. Um, from what I understand, Eddie Eddie Howe doesn't want it. Um, so I think you then start into once Wilder is is, is gone, you're starting to, you start to you start to look, and it it is it is difficult. Um, it become it actually does become very difficult, and I think a lot harder than you'd think to. Um, but then, yeah, Wagner was was the next cab off the rank, if you like. And from what I understand, and it is, um, he was in advanced talks with Albion. He was, um, they thoroughly believed the deal was very, very close for him. And then at the very last second, he turned around and told them actually he was going to take a job um, at Young Boys in Switzerland. From what I understand, Wagner very much led Albion down the garden path. Mm. Um, he um, it appears that he used their interest to get a better deal um, where he was ultimately wanted to go, which is in Switzerland, closer to his family in Germany. Yeah. Um, but it does appear that um, he wasn't. It does appear that Wagner wasn't as interested in the Albion job as he let on. Do you reckon potentially? I mean, I'm, this is complete conjecture that he may have seen the reaction to the reports and thought, one minute, um, this this could be a bit of a nightmare for me. I think it was too quick. I think it was too... Well, it was too... It was literally announced as Young Boys manager, like, basically, as, as soon as it broke, that he wasn't coming to Albion. Yeah. Um, so I think it was too quick for that, um, to be honest. Um, but, uh, but from what I understand from that point was that... Um, that Albion were basically back at square one. Um, They were literally back at square one. Number one and number two on the list weren't happening. From what we understand, if you you put yourself in Luke Dowling's mindset, if you're going to say, right, I'm only going to appoint a manager who has won promotion to the Premier League, Mm -hmm. you're in a very difficult position almost because there was no one else really left. uh, Alex Neal was the other one interviewed. Uh, and what we understand is Wagner impressed more than Neil. They wanted to give it to Wagner over Neil. And what we also understand is there was a reluctance to give it to Neil based on the way he sort of used Albion to negotiate a better deal for himself at Preston. Yeah, did a, did a um, David Wagner. He did a David Wagner. So you can understand why people at Albion would be, there'd be a reluctance there. Um, but that did effectively mean the search was back to square one, really. I think it's fair to say. Um um, and the and the process began again um, with Luke and Ken, who's the chief executive, and, and other people at the club. It was um, it was a back to the drawing board, really. Yeah, and then we we saw the news as well that I mean, and this is probably in in hindsight you can you can understand it, but at the time it was it was very worrying for me from the outside. When you've got a man like Michael Appleton, Appleton, obviously 
has Albion links, is managing in a, in a lower division, saying he's not interested in it. And obviously, he said that, that well, the news broke of that, reports of that, and then maybe an hour later, maybe slightly more, suddenly the news was that Luke Dowling was leaving, and it, it makes it more understandable, doesn't it? It makes it more understandable because they're, they're friends. Yeah. Uh, I think probably Appleton knew what was coming um, when he said that. Um, it allows him to get ahead of the game. Um, he doesn't have to worry about being linked. Sort of, he can commit himself to his future to Lincoln and, and look a hero. Whereas I think <clears throat> I'd imagine those two things linked, but I don't know. I can prove. It. I don't. I don't know. But um, I think Appleton was an intriguing option for Albion. There's no doubt about it. He is. He is a hot prospect um, mm. in terms of management. He is. A, he is a. Um, a very very hot prospect. Um, he's done very very well at Oxford, um, and did very very well at Lincoln. Had a few sort of strange jobs in the beginning where he didn't pick his clubs very well, but I think he learned a lot from that. I think the general consensus I've got from speaking to people about Michael Appleton is that um, people see him as he's got he's got he's got huge admirers at the club, but I think. And I think he very much is an Albion boss further down the line. But from what I gather, people thought he's... If Albion needs to reset, if Albion have been in the Championship for two or three years, yeah, um, and they need to sort of formulate a long-term plan, they need to really build something, um, then I think he would be the man. But Someone but if, they can afford to give time to and to allow to build the club. Yeah, but I think what they truly want is someone to get them up. Yeah. I think the, the dream is get up, like and sell. Yeah. Um, so I don't. I think that I think they felt they could find someone who would offer more of an assurance on that than Appleton for just for next season. Hmm. Um, but there's no doubt about it. He's he's very highly thought of, and he and he is he is, a, he is an up and coming manager. Uh, there's a lot of people who truly believe. He's a Premier League manager in waiting, so Appleton, in many ways, would have been a good appointment. But I think that's the reason why um, he was he was lower down on the shortlist this time around, if we put it that way. Mm. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean he's not highly regarded because he certainly is. Yeah, um, but this was the strangely this has been the the, big, the biggest blow, and obviously it's the the most recent one so maybe you've got that kind of um, adding to it but Luke Dowling his departure is a big one he might not have been the most well liked bloke by fans um, or some other people but the one thing he does have is experience and football knowledge which you must admit on that board now when you look you've got Grouch Lie, you've got Ken underneath him where is where is that experience in football knowledge? There isn't that much there now, and I, th- and I think it's, it's lacking. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's the exact reason why everyone is now fearful for the future. I put a comment piece out yesterday saying I'm fearful for the future. I think I'm quite like I'm not very. I don't think I'm very extreme in my views. Mm. Um, I try and stay balanced. I try and stay calm. I hate sort of conspiracy theorists. I hate all the nonsense that comes out here and there and everywhere, um, especially on sort of social media and stuff, just extreme, extreme. It's just, 
it's interesting because this ties into Luke Dan actually, but I do feel like social media these days, no, no one, everything has to be so shocking and so everyone has to make such elaborate statements. There's just no middle ground. Mm. Everyone's in the know and, and Chris Wilder has got the job and it's going to be announced and it's all done and it's all this, that and the other and it's never, it's just so extreme and if we start with Luke Dowell in terms of the, the, the public perception of him, this is what I find, this, this just leads into what I've just said, it's just, it's just so strange where, do you know what, Luke Dowling's done a good, a goodish job. Yeah. He's done a goodish job. But no one can say that. No one can say, he's done alright, but no one can say that because they, it has to be, Luke Dowling's atrocious and he's rubbish, he has to go, he has to be sacked, get him out, sack him, or it's Luke Dowling is great. I mean, Luke Dowling makes us, if Luke Dowling had stayed and he'd made a decent signing in three weeks' time, there'd be all the, I don't know if you call them, what you call them when it's a picture. Appreciation posts. But yeah, you'd have him as a Terminator, wouldn't you? And like with sunglasses on and it would be, ah, oh, Luke Dowling does it again, he's got, he's got, yeah. he's got, but, but the same people are now saying, oh, he, he should have been sacked, he should have been, he, he's rubbish, he'd let his sign there. So, there's just, I think it comes from the ground when you're a sporting director. Um, I think it stems from jealousy, if I'm honest, um, that he's doing that job and they're not. Um, I think it's a lot of it. Um, but look, how do you assess Luke Dowling's time at the club? It's difficult for in terms of... I only want to talk on this podcast about what I know. Mm. So, so the season when he came in, I didn't cover them. So he made signings sort of like Jefferson Montero on loan and there was a few other loan signings like that. Uh, Jacob Murphy, I think. And they didn't quite, they didn't work out. Yeah, they were um, trying to replace a player who was irreplaceable, really. In, yeah, and I think all I, all, all I know about that is is that Albion were a bit, there was a bit of a change in, after that season, there was sort of a change in strategy under Luke where they sort of had one eye on the Premier League when they were making those signings. And I think they were thought they were bringing in players to get them over the line and they'd go again in the Premier League. Mm. Whereas last at the start of last season, when they signed Darnell Furlong, Romain Sawyer, Shami Ajayi, for example, there was a switch from Dan where, no, we need to buy players who can get us up. We'll, we'll worry about the Premier League when we get to the Premier League. But first and foremost, we need to get there. Um, and I think if you look at that... So that's the only, I can only judge him from that summer, really. Do you see, I, I could only really, um, because before it, I just didn't cover the club. Um, yeah. But what, what I would argue makes more strength to my argument is there was a shift in policy after that summer. When I, when I started, there was, it coincided with Dowling's sort of shift in policy, if you like. Hmm. Um, so I would say that summer was a, was a success. Uh, Kenneth Sahor was, has been a disaster, bless him. Um, it's just not worked out. Far too much money um, on a on a striker who hasn't performed and barely pulled up any trees on loan at Millwall last season. No doubt about it. Dow- Luke Dowling got that massively wrong, mm. um, and I, I'm sh- I'm sure he'd be the first person to admit that. There's there's that, but there's there's no there's no two ways about it really. But everyone else, I would say, had an excellent window. I I, I think I think with the the, the second to worst signing after after. Sahor was Austin. Yeah. And I I mean I and I don't think Albion would have gone up without Charlie Austin. Yeah, he's still I think fans expected more of him, but he still scored goals. Admittedly there were a lot of penalties in there. 
but he did he did score goals regardless of where where they came from. But it was four million quid. Um, um, he got him, um, and I'm not sure they're on great terms now. But Lou Dowling appointed Slaven Bilic, um, who's yeah. the manager who got got Albion up. Where whatever you whatever you think of that, he got them promoted to the Premier League. He he achieved his remit. He got them there. Um, so I think that summer was a success. Um, last summer, last summer wasn't, if we're being honest. Um, mm. But it was a very, very, it was a difficult one in terms of Slava made it abundantly clear he wanted the players who had um, got them up. Um, I think the one that that was more Dowling than Slavin was Grady Dean Garner, not for the ability, because I think Slavin wanted him for his ability, but just the funds available. Um, Slavin wasn't sure if they should spend the amount they would have to spend in that area. Yeah. Um, but from what we understand, Grady was £6 million up front. £6 million rising to 12 in instalments, and then the rest of it's all add-ons and subject to performances and this, that and the other. So... I don't think £6 million pound up front for Grady Dean Garner is a bad deal in this day and age. I really, really mm. don't. Um, the Carl and Grant one, you'd say, is another one that hasn't worked out. Um, but Albion needed a striker and it was only Luke Dowling that was going to get it done at £2.5 a year over six years. Yeah, and remember that, it was Billich who was really pushing for him. And it was Billich who was pushing for Carl and Grant. It was, it was, it, I, don't, I don't want to be, ever be critical of Slavin, but it was Billich who pushed for Ivanovic, it was Billich that pushed for um, Kravinovic. And and from when I did speak to Luke, and I only spoke to him on a handful of times, I think people think I've got a good, I don't, I barely know the guy. Um, that's the God's honest truth, I, I barely know him. Um, I think... I always, you always stress to me how you, you have to supply the manager with what he needs. They're sort of seen as like kings of recruitment, sport and technical directors. But from what I gather, that from speaking to Luke, the impression I always got was almost Slavin tells, or the manager, sorry, tells him what he wants and the players he wants. Mm. And it's Luke's job to go get them. And if he can't get them, then he has his backup options. He has his players who he knows he can get that fit the budget, that want to come, and that are very similar to the players the manager actually wants. Um, that's the, my sort of understanding of how it's worked at Albion. And um, yeah, I think I think um, I think he did. I think he did a lot of good things, Luke, in terms of the signings he made. Look, the signings that didn't work out. There's no doubt about it. Would he Would he do things differently? He absolutely, he absolutely would. Um, there's some players who he just wouldn't. There's no way he would have brought it. But but look, if anyone thinks that's the same as everyone, isn't it? Everyone in that job does the same thing. Everyone makes good signings. Everyone makes bad signings. That's the wonderful world of football. Yeah. You just do not know how it's going to turn out. Um, so look, I can understand if people think aren't happy with some of the stuff Luke Dowling did last summer, and, and in, I can understand that. I can understand why people would think he did well because look, he signed Shami Ajay for one point five million pounds. He signed Darnell Furlong for something like two point three million pounds. I think Furlong and Sawyers and Ajay cost 
a combined six million quid or something. Like, that's good business. Mm. It's very, very good business. Um, so this is what I mean. There's just no, there's no middle ground with him on social media or on forums or, and I think that's sad, really. It's a sad indictment of society, really, because Dowler did good things. He did some not some good things, the things he could have done better. And do you know what? If Gouch and Lai wanted to sit down with him at the end of the season and, and review his position and talk him through it and talk him through what he should have done better, and what, then fair enough. I can understand why that conversation would happen. Um, but but yeah, but the reaction to him leaving is just anyone who thinks he is leaving in June is a good thing. I can't see it. No, I cannot see how him leaving in June is a good thing. Not so immediately reason. either. Not because so. No. A lot of a lot of sporting directors will say, "Look, I'm done and dusted. I want out." I'll leave at the end of Je- at the end of December. It gives the club time, and this is the issue I've got with it. There's a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, he's gone. Good riddance. Whatever." But it's a role which typically takes a long time to recruit for, and the issue is, it's got a domino effect too. Firstly, you've got a vacant managerial role. Who? What manager is going to sit there and say, "Okay, I'll take a job where." There's an absentee owner, or you know, a mainly absentee owner, a very inexperienced chief executive, no sporting director. You've got no idea what you're getting yourself into there, and then you've got to add player signings to that too. Plus, we're two weeks or whatever away from from pre-season. There are just so many roles to fill now, Joe. It it's. You said it's disarray earlier. I, I agree with that completely. You, you look at the club as it is and you do wonder who's going to be willing to take on that role and how they're going to get players in and prepare for the season in, in the best possible way because I don't think you can do it from this position. No, well, everything comes down... The reason why I'm fearful for the future and the reason why I wrote the piece I wrote is because that... Everything now depends on the next appointment or appointments. Mm. Okay? So, what Lai has his critics. There are some people who, who, who support him. I'm, I'm a critic, I have to say. Uh, but there are some people who support him. But what I would say about Gouch and Lai is that he has, he has not, as to this date, as we sit here today, he is not asset stripped, Albion. Mm. He has not taken any money out of the club for his own benefit. So we know Albion are run self-sufficiently. What they bring in, they spend, blah, 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 blah. We basically know that model is great for the Championship and not very good in the Premier League. But what we understand is that that is continuing. There's no, there's no change there. Albion will have a competitive budget next season. If they sell... Pereira and Johnston, which let's be honest, they probably will. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a decent amount to spend on players. It's not going to be the they're not going to be throwing money around willy nilly because no one in the football league is. But they should have a top three budget. They should have. Sheffield United, Fulham, and Albion should have a top three budget next season, based on parachute payments, based on assets they're going to sell. From what we understand, that model is not going to change. There's no reason for it to change really because 
linings to get them back to the Premier League. His interests still are aligned to Albion being successful. So with everything, this is a, still a good job. West Bromwich Albion in the Championship is still a good job. Any manager who wants to get to the Premier League should want this job. The issue is, who is going to appoint them? Now, it's going to be Ken. Ken is now leading the search for the manager. Now, I don't think... I've had very, very brief dealings with him. Very, very little. Very few dealings. Next to no dealings with him, really. He, I can safely say... Well, I, can, I know for a fact he's very highly thought of by the club. Very, very mm -hmm. highly thought of. He's fiercely intelligent. He is fiercely, fiercely intelligent. He's a bright man. There's no, there's no doubt about that. Um, and has he got the nous and ex has he got the nous and the intelligence to guide Albion through this crisis? And the answer is potentially yes. He is very bright. Um, I'm sure he'll be taking advice, and I'm sure, but he's got no experience. He has got none. He has never appointed a manager before. He's mid thirties, and there's apps. There's absolutely no nothing to show to us he can be successful. Chris Wilder, if you appoint him as manager, you can look at 19 seasons of success, one bad one. All right, that one was last one. It would leave you with a few doubts, it would. But you've got those 19 years. With Ken, with the greatest respect, he hasn't got any experience. That's, mm. not, that's not to say he can't do it. I'm not saying he can't do it. And he is going to be judged on this appointment. The problem is... It's such a big appointment. Yeah. Like, it's such a big appointment. And he has got no, no football experience. Da Luke Dowling has got that experience. He has got that contacts book. And look, he's probably gone all in too much on Chris Wilder. There's no doubt about it. He's put all his eggs in one basket. And he's paid the price, really. Mm. Um, but I do not... I cannot see how losing him and losing your sporting intelligence and, and, and Ken having no experience I just can't see how it's a good thing I hope he gets it right I massively massively hope he gets it right um, but, but, but I've got nothing I've got nothing there's nothing to prove to me he will there's, not, there's nothing to say it will prove to me that he won't either I'm not there's just nothing to go off is there there's just no. nothing to go off and a lack of experience makes me worried Makes me worry. I can tell you now, hand on heart, I'm a better journalist now than I was six years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. Does that mean in ten years' time, Ken will appoint a better boss? Once he's had ten years in the row? I think potentially it does. Yeah. And that makes me worried. That makes me worried. Because... Mm. Because if... If they get the wrong appointment, then Albion are going to become a bang average championship. Could become a bang average championship club quite quickly, I think. The days when look, they haven't finished lower than fourth, have they, in the championship over the last twenty years? Mm. There's been incredible stability there, um, and it uh, and it, I, I think it's concerning. I think it's really, really concerning. I agree with you. Now you look at the names in the frame now. Wilder's obviously gone. Like you said, Lampard, how? Not seemingly interested. Hodgson doesn't want to get straight back into football. And obviously, at his point in his in his career, is he looking maybe upstairs as opposed to 
uh, in the dugout, which, I mean, in theory could work out for him because they suddenly need a sporting director. Maybe it makes sense to well, approach him for that. It's important to stress just to jump in there that Albion have said, in the statement Ken put out the other day, Albion have said they're going to reassess their footballing operation. Mm. So so while they haven't ruled out appointing the technical director, they're not, they're not saying they are going to. Yeah. Um, so we could see a complete break from that model now. We could see a manager come in, an actual proper manager. Mm. Um, Which, I mean, that might be more appealing for some of the names who have said, I'm not interested. Now maybe they'll sit it and go, well, actually, I get, I get the final call on all the transfers. I get, I get this, I get that. I've got all the power, so to speak. I've only got to answer to Ken and, and, and lie. Maybe that brings in one of those names previously. I don't know. Maybe, but, maybe. But you look at the rest of the list. You mentioned Alex Neal. Scott Parker looks like he's leaving Fulham, but looks like he's eyeing off the Bournemouth job. Could you, could could that be an avenue to explore? Outside of that, I mean, and all of a sudden you're looking and it's, are there that many exciting names out there? A couple of names kind of mentioned. John Terry, assistant at Villa, no experience as, as an actual manager or head coach. Uh, an interesting one, Emma, Emma Hayes. That could be interesting. Mm. But... Like I said, you're you're looking at a pool now, which is already drastically reduced, and you've got to try and you know make your way through that list as someone who's inexperienced as Ken is. Hopefully, he gets it right, but it, it's it's a it's a big old appointment. Well, it's just an absolutely monumental appointment. There's no it 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 could be the difference between having been a Premier League side in a year or two to be at a championship side for 10 years I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think it really it could be much bigger um, if I'm honest um, I, I, look I think the their brand is actually important to, I think the brand is actually important to lie believe mm. it or not I mean he, he's probably the least popular person in, in West Bromwich but I think he does care how he looks and how he's portrayed hence the reason why Wilder is not going to get the job. If I was Albion, if I was him now, an Albion, I would want a name. Mm. I would want a name someone could get behind. Um, a, a bit of a, a bit of an excitement. Uh, Alex Neil doesn't give you that. Arguably, Alex Neil gives you, like, well, it gives you experience of the one thing they want the most, which is promotion to the Premier League. But. I think they'd want someone to get behind. I think they'd want something almost exotic. It wouldn't surprise me if they're looking abroad. Yeah, I was, uh, I was just thinking that. It wouldn't surprise me if... Um, um, yeah, it's a name that comes from absolutely nowhere. Um, but but leads to intrigue, leads to a bit of excitement. Um, sort of like, you know, when Marco Silva first went in at Hull. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, or like Ralph Hassenhuel in in Southampton, I think. A mystery mystery leads to excitement, doesn't it? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm with the greatest respect to Alex Neal. No Albion fan is jumping off their seat if he gets the job. No Albion fans going, oh, I wonder what he's about. Whereas if they do, if they do pluck a name from somewhere, then um, I think it would. I think it would engage people and maybe spark a bit of interest. I'm not saying that's not that's based on absolutely nothing, by the way. Mm. Um, um, it's just, yeah, I, 
can't. Uh, how 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 do you second guess what 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 Ken and, and Lai are gonna do? I, I I don't know how you, how you do it. Yeah, what would you make of someone like like an Emma Hayes? Obviously, it'd be a groundbreaking appointment. She's got a great record in terms of women's football. Could she could she make the step across to the to the men's game? I mean, it would be it would certainly be one which I think fans would get behind. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, all I know, all I really know of Emma Hayes is from is from seeing her do punditry work, um, which, which is thought, fantastic. Which is which way. is absolutely fantastic. And and I really like the way she was she was linked with was she linked with a Forest Green job? Oh, she was so. she was linked with like a low, a club in League One, League Two. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. Um, and she proper battered it away, like saying how disrespectful it was to, to leave her job. Um, for and she's like, she was absolutely right. I mean, she's in the Champions League with Chelsea, isn't she? So yeah. To the, the the male manager of Chelsea isn't leaving to take over at Northampton or wherever it was that <laughs> were, that were that were that were. Um, Lincoln. So I thought that I thought that was, she's she's always impressed when I've seen her on TV. I've got to be honest. Have I got? I haven't got an in-depth knowledge of the women's super league. Mm. I don't know an awful lot about it. All I know is she's very, very, very successful. Um, but I, I couldn't. I, I just I I just don't I just don't have a great amount of detail to her career. But she would, I'm sure she would be a very. It, it would certainly be an intriguing appointment. Mm. And I suppose another question would be, are the club willing to pay any sort of compensation for a manager? Because we've not seen the likes of, of Steve Cooper linked and a lot of people seem to put two and two together and think, oh, we're not willing to spend money. So this is this is a cracking example of the beauty of social media and people putting two and two together. Um, if you go back and read my stories from two, three weeks ago, I've said all along, Albie, they're going to pay compensation for a manager. I'll caveat that now by saying they're going to pay compensation. Um, what's the word? Uh, like a reasonable amount of compensation. So they'd pay yeah. seven. They'd pay seven. They'd pay seven hundred k to get Michael Appleton out of Lincoln. Of course they would. Would they pay four and a half million to get Steve Cooper out of Pallet? Out of where's, where's Swansea? Swansea. I don't know. Probably not. Like four and a half million is a lot of money, but they they will pay compensation for a manager. Anyone saying they wouldn't is just wrong. Um, anyone saying they've got a Sarakeem Harper so they can fund a manager is wrong. Like that's just that is just completely um, Twitter people putting two and two together and making five people gossiping, people making up absolute nonsense. Albion are willing to pay compensation um, for the next manager. And yesterday, the BBC wrote that. So about three weeks after me, and after I've said it week after week after week um, in my stories, um, the BBC said it as well yesterday. So um, you just have to trust me on that one and not get carried away with Twitter rumours, which, like, let's be honest, like, where are we? I'm going to go on a rant now. You start. Where are we going, oh, Where are we going with Twitter and social media now? Albin won't pay compensation for a manager. Absolute nonsense. Albin have got a Sarah Keem Harper to pay. Absolute nonsense. Albin are interested in, in bringing back Tony Pulis as manager. Absolute nonsense. Albin are not interested in bringing Tony Pulis back as manager. They're interested in bringing back a sport and as technical director. Oh my God, mate. Have a day off. I mean, like, Albin are going to accept £15 million bid for Mateus Pereira. Come on, people. Like, it shouldn't, like, it shouldn't be that hard, should it? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... These... 
it's getting it's getting to the stage now where I don't mind if someone says like, oh, I've heard we're gonna like, I've heard Leeds are gonna bid twenty million for Pereira. Then you'd be like, well, yeah, you know, they might start at twenty million. Fair enough. It's a bit of like, yeah. But I mean, I'm on the phone's ringing. Oh, is it, is that Ken on the phone offering you the sporting director? <laughs> it's my mother-in-law. <laughs> going to feel bad rejecting her. Um, um, I mean, like, somewhere along the line, people have got to start thinking for themselves, haven't they? Like, you can't... Come on, like, I mean, it's just... Like, everything out there is just getting ridiculous. There's always uh, an issue with a club in a situation like Albion Art where there is seeming disarray. And we've said it ourselves, that it's, it's a mess at the moment. But it's no... It's it's not a surprise that you see stories like fifteen million for Pereira, amidst this kind of microcosm of madness going on at the club, in terms of they need a manager, they need a, a potentially needed a sporting director, because they think oh the club are in trouble, so instantly it's bad news is is bad news day for Albion. Let's just throw throw a story out there. It's people, mate. All it is is people wanting attention. It's people. It's, it's what I said at the start. It's people can't can't have can't post anything on. You can't have a normal conversation on social media. You can't just you can't. I can't say to you, oh yeah, what'd you have for dinner last night? Like it has to be. This is happening and it's massive and it's outrageous and you're not going to believe this. But Tony Pulis is coming back and it's it's just not. It's just it's just never like everyone has to make all these elaborate points. And my favorite thing now. I mean, it's been my favorite thing for years. But I mean, it's getting what gets worse every year. It's these Twitter accounts that literally open when the window opens. Not yeah. even like there's not even any history to them. Like it's like immediately like oh, like and they're and they're in the know. I mean, I mean, I literally spend all day making phone calls to find out what's going on at Albion, and but these people find out ahead of me. Um, but like you gotta like look. The best thing is whenever you see anything from an in the know, read the last ten tweets. And see how many of them come off. Because most of them are too stupid to... They don't delete them. Yeah. So you can... I do it all the time. I'll summon someone will say, oh, is this right? Like, they've seen on this in the no account that... Um, whatever, Albion are signing this player. But if you scroll back the last 10 tweets, it's... Um, like, I saw one the other day. Someone sent me something the other day. Of whatever, someone Albion were going to sign so-and-so. And the... 10 tweets before it or something was um, Ben Godfrey was going to be in the England final England provisional squad exclusive Ben Godfrey has made you know when we had to make one yeah. pick when yeah. um, Trent got injured yeah that was their exclusive it's that Godfrey had got the nod so oh, right. this is all you got to do like to the person who sent me that tweet just go back 10 tweets and you'll see that they they're completely just taken a stab in the dark like it's just ridiculous ridiculous what, what they had like a 17% chance of getting that one right yeah exactly yeah so but that's the thing because I get because people believe me so what 17% is a fifth isn't it yeah something like that just so, under so there'll be five people setting up accounts like that claiming to know but one of them will be right won't they yeah and then that one and they'll get a bit more like and, more, and then bizarrely more people will believe them like it's just but I mean, it's hilarious with Albion in particular. Like the, the amount of managers that have, I mean, I'm, I've been told so many times Wilder's done. I've been told so many times Lampard's done. I've been uh, like all this and the other. And yeah, I've, we're in we're in silly season with stuff like that now. 
Um, I tell you what, yeah. it's what I say. Like when when a player signed, right, and when a, or when a manager's signed, the time it takes for them to put down the pen from when they've written their name to holding up a shirt or a scarf and smiling, that time is roughly three seconds. <laughs> There's literally no reason to delay it. There's no need to. Like you might as well just do it. There's no. No one at Albion sat there going, we've had our manager for the last two weeks and no one else knows about it. They're just not doing that. No one benefits from it because it's yeah. just like such an absolute like social media storm until they like, it just doesn't happen. Um, but I don't know, mate, I'm on the soapbox and I'm losing my head over Twitter again. <laughs> not to worry, mate. Thinking of adoption? We have all the information you need at Adoption at Heart, your regional adoption agency for the Black Country. Adoption at Heart provides adoption services for the City of Wolverhampton Council, Walsall Council, Dudley Metropolitan Borough Council and Sandwell's Children's Trust and is encouraging those who are considering adoption to come forward and take the next step. The Black Country Agency is appealing for adopters who can give our children lots of individual time, understanding and ongoing support and are looking for re- to recruit adopters from within a diverse section of the community irrespective of gender, sexual orientation, disability, race or faith. To start your adoption journey or to find out more, why not book onto the next virtual information event? Visit www.adoptionatheart.org.uk to see the next available dates and to book your place or call 01902 Um, Shall we get some questions before we finish up? Yeah, go on then. Uh, Max says uh, from the outside probably the biggest mess I've ever seen at the Albion but should we have more faith in our current board Um, it might be be a little bit of blind faith I will admit that because Ken is so inexperienced but I mean you might get it right yeah I agree I think what we should rather than blind faith I think what we should say is I think we should probably have more hope in the um Mm. We should have more hope, and 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 if anyone does listen to this, we are we are only questioning them because there's nothing to back up. There's n- we've got nothing to work on. We've got no history of success to work on. This will be their first managerial appointment. We, we don't know if they can do it or not, and therefore we have every right to be sceptical. Every all anyone wants is Albion to be successful. All anyone wants is for Ken to appoint a manager who will get us promoted to the Premier League and hopefully keep us there. Mm. Um, I think we can have hope in them, but but faith, faith for me would be based on a body of work. Um, yeah. And there is no body of work to go off at this moment in time. Ronnie asks, "Who's going to recruit a recruiter? Have Albion got any advisors that can, they that they can turn to and trust? Um, to maybe a new, maybe to appoint a new head coach while he's at it. For example, he says someone like Brendan Batson. Do do they have people that they can trust and turn to? So that's the question I've asked the club: is is Ken taking advice? Mm. I'm waiting for an answer on that. Um, yeah, that's all I can say, really. I know, I know Ken was very close to Mark Jenkins. And then they got on really well. I don't know if he's... I, but that's all I can tell you. I don't know if he's picked up the phone to call him. Um, but 
yeah, I've asked the question, is he taking advice? You would kind of hope he was, or is, but all I can do is ask. Yeah, if he, if, if, given he's such an intelligent person, you do think that he would, he would, you know, call in people to, to help him out, because they do say someone who's intelligent normally has intelligent people around them as well. Um, all Albion fans, why do you think the general consensus seems to be that our squad is really thin? Who have we lost from last year's promotion? Gibbs, Kravinovic, Austin and HRK. Uh, Grzycki, Edwards, Harp and Lecco and Field all played barely 10 games between them. We've mm. gained Grant and Snodgrass. It's a good point. The squad isn't in a... I mean, we talk about the, there being a mess at Albion at the moment. The squad isn't in a mess. That's fair to say. No, it is a good point, and it is something. It's something I've thought a lot. Um, uh, I've thought a lot. Bear with me, mate. I'm sorry. I got a message. I just need to read it. That's all right. That's um, all right. That's all right. Um, so uh, it's my little girl's having her induction at school today. Oh right, um, good. She starts school in September, so she's got to um, uh, have a little induction today. See how she first. See how she gets on. Um, but yeah, I I I do I do agree. I do agree with what we're with what the, 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 the question or the, the statement, if you like. Um, the only thing I'd say to caveat it is that Albion have got a lot of players who barely played last season who you're asking a lot from. So Jake Livermore, Grady Dean Garner, Carlin Grant didn't feature an awful lot last season. No. Um, if we're being honest, neither did Robert Snodgrass. Um, so you're asking them to turn the tap on and immediately get back to the levels they were at, which I, which I think is an ask. And I think I would be surprised if all four of them did it. Remain Sawyers as well. Um, it's a big ask. Like, um, so have we got the same players we had? Have we got the same Jake Livermore? Have we got the same Remain Sawyers? Have we got the same Grady? You, you don't know um, at this moment in time. Um, and the other thing I'd say is the players he mentioned who barely had 10 games between them, he's absolutely right, they did only have 10 games, but they still they still had their moments. Mm. Um, think back to Carl Edwards at Fulham, 1-1 draw at Fulham, my first game. Like He was insp- instrumental in that draw. You do need those numbers because you will get injuries, you will get suspensions. Edwards had a spell in the team. Harper around January had a spell in the team. The squad's too... Well, there's no depth to it. There's just absolutely no depth to the squad. Um, the squad has, has not got the depth to compete, really, over, over a 46-game season, as it stands. It just hasn't. Um, so I agree. I think I agree in the sense that there's a lot of good players there. I talked talk about the back four, back five throwing Cedric Kipper as well if you like I think we've got really good defence Soyuz and Livermore could be could could do what they did the season we went up Grady could be a star Colin Grant could be a star um, Callum Robinson could be a star um, Matt Phillips but but they, but they but they do need they do need more behind them and also what I'd say I, HRK was brilliant in that yeah. promotion winning season um, so I like the optimism and I get the optimism I think it's a really fair point there are really good players there 
whoever comes in as manager has got a, a real base to work with. They have, um, but, the, but we definitely need additions. Um, and, a, and a fair few of them. Yeah. Clint McCormick, uh, any news on if the club are planning anything special pre-season for when the fans can hopefully return uh, in full? Glamour friendly or wishful thinking brunch slash Morrison testimonial? Um, there should be an opportunity for some extra funds if marketed right. I think this is down the priority list for them, to be honest, at the moment. Yeah, unfortunately, I agree. I mean, so much has gone on over the last week, 10 days, that i got to be honest, asking questions about that as I just haven't um, like there's just been so much else going on that bizarrely the Morrison Brunt testimony there's such a will from people at the club to do it um, there really is um, they, they're surprisingly hard to organise mm. um, surprisingly hard to organise I suppose you need to organise so many diaries together of big name players yeah it's also like there's loads of like rules you have to overcome so like, there's loads of weird rules you have to overcome. Um, there's loads of like red tape you have to overcome. It's 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 really it's really bizarre. Like I've talked to people about it in the past. It's not an easy job putting on a testimonial, like and getting a, a referee, and that means that oh, it's just it's just there's loads of red tape. It needs someone who's involved to explain it. But someone did tell me about it, and I was like, listen, going, oh my god, this is ridiculous, like. Mm. what just get on with it like it's just but it, you, it's not that straightforward um, but that doesn't mean it won't happen it's just um, it's just not easy to do um, and yeah at this moment in time let's be honest <laughs> bigger there, there are bigger fish to fry yeah there are bigger fish to fry yeah uh, Luke Millichamp, do we need to vote with our feet? The statement last night, uh, this was obviously said the day after the statement came out from Ken, was simply a sales plug for season tickets. Why should we pay them anything when they're running the club in this way? Should we stay away from the club shop and the matches? How else do we show our anger? Well, that's your, that's your choice um, if you want to stay away. Um, it's a do you know what I would I would say the time to stay away is if Lie did asset strip yeah if, if we sell Pereira for 30 million pounds or 30 million pounds goes back to China which obviously it wouldn't because it would be in installments and whatever but you know what I mean like if um, I I think that's when that, that I think that's when it get, take, gets to a whole new level it, Someone said, tweeted me actually saying, um, you said on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Al being a well run. Well, I actually stand by it. In, ma- in many ways, they are. Um, they're, they're not, financially, they're not on a, a bad footing. They, they, they will have a competitive budget next season. I get the lie thing. Believe me, I get it. But uh, as far as I can tell, he is going to give the new manager, whoever that is, really a, a, a good budget to get back up again. Mm. Um, so I don't think he's a great owner, but we are, we are still in the territory of it could be worse. It could yeah. be a lot worse. Um, so personally, I think 
staying away and boycotting the club shop and all this and that. I still think that is a step too far. I don't think Lai will asset strip because I think if he does, then there's no chance of them getting back to the Premier League. Hmm. And I think then he's lumbered with Albion forever. Like it, uh, it's 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 just not in his interests. It's a, it's an absolute disaster for Lai is for Albion to, with the greatest respect, be a Preston or or a Blackburn. Do you know what I mean? Someone who's probably... Yeah. You, we all know Black... We all, unless they do have a miracle, Blackburn or Preston probably aren't going to go up next season. They probably aren't going to go down. So, Lai doesn't need that. Yeah. Because the value of the club then is gone. Um, so he needs to keep the model as it is. He needs to keep it so they are always fiercely competitive in the in the championship and and for the next two years in particular when they've got parachute payments coming in there's no reason for that really and mm. uh, there's no reason not to really give it a good go and double the club's value which is what it would do yeah. getting back up so yeah personally it sounds crazy but in some ways Albion are very well run they will have a Meh. piece budget and I'd, so I don't think boycotting is the way to go okay fair um, Mary Wilson to what extent do you think the players are affected by what's going on they'll certainly look and see what's going on Mary Wilson my favourite person on Twitter I don't care anyone else listening Mary Wilson's my favourite she's so supportive <laughs> and nice um, yeah I don't know I don't know it's a good question they must be they must be wondering mustn't they they must be If you look, I think Sam Johnston's going to leave anyway. Yeah. But if you were Sam Johnston, you love Albion, you're really happy at the club. He'd be leaving for the bet to better his career, really, to to keep himself in the Premier League, to keep himself in that England fold. But Sam Johnston would will leave with a heavy heart because he is genuinely happy at the club. Mm. Does this make him even more want to leave? I think maybe, if I'm honest. Yeah. Stability off, off the off, off the field leads to success on it. When you see clubs that are a mess off it, it tends to go badly on it on the field. Um. You wonder, don't, I mean, the Albion's players must be slightly worried about this. They must be. Uh, they must be. They must be. Oh, oh, they want to. Be, they want to be back in the Premier League. They want their wages doubled mm. when they go up. I mean, I'm worried about it. I'm sure Mary's worried about it. So, I reckon. I reckon they are worried about it. Don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, if the ownership continue to decrease, if if the ownership continue to decrease the value of the club, is there any indication that they would sell below? The price tag they've previously set says all Albion action. Um, I, when you say the ownership keep decreasing the value of the club, they're not. They're not decreasing it. Like it's, it's the position of the is club. It, yeah, it's decreasing the value. It's, of it. it's the position the club are in. I, I mean, this is based on absolutely nothing. Like you just would imagine there will come a point where everyone just says enough is enough. You would imagine. Um, where you just got to cut your losses at some point. Where you just got to cut your losses at some point, yeah. That's just... the bit where I'd worry a little bit because 
you say like they're well run at the moment. He doesn't take any money out. Say that the managerial appointment wasn't to go well, and it was all very rushed, and and then all of a sudden you get late interest in in Johnson and Pereira, and you get like fifty million out of them. And this would be my only worry that the owner goes, you know what? I'll sell the club at a discounted price, but I'll tell you what, I'll take them transfer fees with me. That's my only worry. And I'm not saying that Lai will do that. I'm sure he wouldn't. Well, you don't have to really worry about that because there's no takeover close. Well, yeah. Um, and believe me, Pereira and Johnson will leave way before a takeover gets done. I'd imagine <laughs> so. <laughs> You're five. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, that's that's way down the line. Mm. Uh, Paul Aldridge says, do we know of any country interest in Pereira? In Pereira, um, what, um, what, what, yeah, we know. Yeah. Interest and actually acting yeah, on interest is very different. That, that's the issue, that's, and that's where we're at. There's, there's absolutely no doubt that there are a number of Premier League clubs and Bundesliga clubs who have Pereira on their shortlists. Mm-hmm. Is he top? Is he number three? Is he number four on that short list? Impossible to know. But there's no doubt there is interest. Um, so, some clubs will be waiting for dominoes to fall as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, the Euros are going to delay everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, the market's not going to get going until after the Euros. Yeah, unless you've got serious money and you're you're just. Basically, meeting at meeting asking prices. You're you're just gonna have to wait until until dominoes start to fall. I think, which is the case with every transfer window, which is why deadline day always is always so hectic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last one, Nick Ganderton. Are you looking forward to the Albion Till I Die Netflix documentary? I tell you what, that'd be bloody brilliant watch. That's my wor- my worry is that there's gonna be one. Um, really? <laughs> well, look, if it goes wrong, it could be one, couldn't there? I mean, that. Yeah, let's hope there isn't one. <laughs> Every year they do a Sunderland one, expecting them to get up, and it just doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> Sunderland are hilarious, aren't they? Um, <sighs> yeah, I, uh, let's hope just on Christmas we're second or top and everything's alright. Yeah, you never know. Fix just come out, what, next Thursday? Open, you get a little bit excited and there might be a managerial appointment and then all of a sudden the mood will shift yeah yeah exactly yeah. It's, we're repeating ourselves but it is all about these next two appointments I keep saying two because I do think that because I'm, I'm so surprised that there's a, a potential they could break from the sporting director model just because I just probably think that is the way to do things now but I think there is a genuine chance they could so if we the next appointment is everything's on it. Everything's on it, and that doesn't mean it's not going to go well. Um, it's just such a big call. Mm. Such a big just call. got just got to remember now is the lowest the lowest debt. Well, well, the lowest debt was immediately after the statement for Luke Down, I think, but it can only go up from here. No, well, that's just not true, is it? It can go catastroph- catastrophically wrong from here. I mean, this is me making a prediction, so yeah, don't like just shut up, Luke. Like, oh, it's gonna get, it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> um, Everything's on the appointment. 
How we yeah. could point a genius and they could be top of the league and everything could be absolutely fine. They could go back up to the Premier League, get more parachute payment, well, not parachute, get more Premier League money and security for a couple of years. And, and there's every reason why that could happen. Why? Because as that question, that statement came in, they've got a good squad. They've got a good squad of players. They've got money to bring players in, hopefully. Like, there's, there's a chance that can happen. There's also a chance they get the managerial appointment really badly wrong and at Christmas they're 12th. So yeah. it's all about who they bring in. This doesn't mean you can't be optimistic because you can. They could get this right. But it's worrying. Yeah. How did you find that episode, Jim? Exhausting. <laughs> Exhausting. More work for you yet, mate. I'm afraid. Uh, I think it's yet. gonna it's gonna be interesting. I think it's gonna be quite a few days in terms of actual like yeah. I don't I don't I can't see I can't. What I know is is that Ken's been involved with Luke all all the all the way. So to say it was back at square one isn't quite true. Um, he has been involved in the whole process, so he's not he's not starting from square one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not expecting a manager appointment in Danes, but you never know, dear, in football. You never ever know. You never know. Um, right, that just about does this, mate, for another episode, unless you've got anything else to add. Right, been a pleasure, mate. Good to have you back. Yeah, when are we doing the you. next one? When we get a manager, yeah? Uh, yeah, so probably in like three days' time. Nothing else can happen now that needs a bonus podcast, can it? This is that, that Everything has happened over the last ten days. Ownership, ownership, ownership takeover. Yeah, that's not happened, that, though. I mean that would do, that'd be worth a bonus podcast. That'd be worth it, yeah. Yeah. Um all right, that just about does us. Uh big thank you for everyone for tuning in. I hope uh, that has, you know, given you some some meat to chew on from the bones. Um but yeah, from myself, from Joe, uh fond farewell for now. Goodbye.